This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 221 with John Carney. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at why real estate is a team sport. I'm joined today by John Carney. John is an active real estate investor and developer in the United States, Australia, and Indonesia. In 2010, John decided to start his own business after moving to Australia. John founded America Property Source to help Australians safely invest in U.S. real estate. A published author and keynote speaker, John's book, Real Estate is a Team Sport, The Nine Players You Need to Profit, outlines the step to become a smarter, more profitable property investor in any real estate market. John also hosts the podcast, The Real Estate Locker Room Show, where real estate investors and entrepreneurs share their strategy for success. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobsher or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja to four four. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. I've also created a Cashflow Ninja investment group where I share opportunities that I'm investing in with my fellow investors. If you're interested in joining this group, please email me at info at cashflowninja.com and we will continue the conversation to see if you're a good fit for our group. I've always thought that if there's only a handful of people that have built indestructible wealth in any economy and any market, why are we following the advice and doing what the majority of people are doing that are struggling financially? My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy, but you need to pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his company create value for investors looking for higher yield returns from real estate ventures domestically and internationally. To learn more about this exciting investment opportunities The Real Asset Investor offers, such as the syndication opportunity at Mahogany Bay Village in Belize, investment opportunities in the multifamily space in the United States, and ATM syndication opportunities, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinopsproperties.com. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and other management headaches, you have to watch this private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, MC. Hey, great to have you on. Can you share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm a real estate investor and developer. Uh, uh, both go hand in hand, but slightly different. And um, yeah, I'd be happy to get into, you know, really the last 10 years um, of, of what I've been up to. So you've got a pretty interesting story. You have uh, started entrepreneurial and more specific real estate ventures in different parts of the world, which, you know, we have a lot of people that say, hey, you know, they, they teach certain things or they have certain systems. And they said, this can be transferred over to any market or any place. Uh, you've had the boots on the ground firsthand experience. Tell us a little bit about your experience uh, in Down Under in Australia. And I believe that you've also been uh, involved and developed um, some real estate or land in Indonesia. 
so there's quite a quite a number of uh, of different places that you've been involved in. Talk a little bit about that. So I um, I grew up with real estate being being a part of the kitchen table conversation, so to speak. Um, my my I, and I represent the third generation in our family, and um, my grandfather, um, you know, was was born in Cleveland. He and his brother. Irish immigrant parents, you know, had um, had a hard time growing up, were, were not uh, wealthy by any means and, and had to work for everything they got. So a lot of bootstrapping, a lot of hard work um, from the great generation. And then uh, my father and his brothers uh, sort of carried that on. Uh, they, they all had a legal background, but um, became real estate investors and developers uh, by default of working very closely with, with their father and their uncle. And uh, I, I was introduced to this business uh, generally in college um, or even a little bit before. My first job was working maintenance at um, a shopping center that my grandfather owned and my uncle managed. And that was, you know, um, a lot of painting, a lot of asphalt work, uh, picking up cigarette butts and trash and, and doing minor maintenance things. But that, that was how I spent my, my summers in high school. In college, uh, I worked in the local labor union on larger projects. Uh, that that we were involved in to some degree, whether we were managing the construction or something that we were developing. So, uh, but afterwards, I, I took a detour and went out to Colorado. And um, while while I was living there, I was very fortunate enough to have be a member of the, the Vail Ski Patrol for a number of years, and that was just a different life. But I always wanted to get back into real estate. Um, I was traveling over in Southeast Asia in between ski season and summer season one year. And I uh, had some money and, and saw the opportunity to buy uh, goods inexpensively in Bali, Indonesia, ship them to America. And as, as you would imagine, you want to sell them uh, for a profit and replicate. And, and the items I, I chose were, were large. It was uh, furniture um, and specifically reclaimed timber uh, that was coming out of Java and was for sale in Bali. So that, that, re- that required shipping containers. And, and that was my first dive into um, in, into business um, and really without much knowledge at the time of, of how business should be run other than what I knew about real estate and, and being um, involved in some real estate deals. Um, while I was over in Indonesia, I did this for about, um, you know, over the course of seven years, I was uh, introduced to some Australians who were doing some development work. I put together a group that uh, invested in a few of their projects and, um, you know, that, that's how it started. But then I met a lady and my move to Australia was really about a um, a love story. And uh, for us to continue our relationship together, there was a point in 2009, um, due to some um, circumstances you know, with her family, uh, that I, she couldn't live in America. So I made the decision to move to Australia. Now, the timing about of this was uh, you know, just after uh, the real estate bubble burst in 2008. I moved to uh, Melbourne and, and like, like you do and you charge hard, uh, didn't even have a visa or a, or a, or the ability to work, didn't really know the lay of the land, but started knocking on all the, uh, on all the commercial real estate, uh, company doors at the, and at the top floors of the buildings on Collins street, you know, looking to see if I get hired to be a commercial real estate sales rep, uh, knowing that I wanted to work with investors and that, um, and knowing that, that, uh, I wanted to be in development at some point. So that was kind of the initial goal when I landed in mid 2009. Um, everyone said no. And, um, you know, but they, everyone was also very kind and, and respectful to my, my situation. And I, I suppose, um, my persistence. And so I was introduced to a lot of people just by, by being persistent. And that ended up with, um, an opportunity to work with another American, uh, who was working with, uh, we'll, we'll call it, unsophisticated investors, more your mom and pop investors in, in the Melbourne area and introducing them to single family home and small multifamily in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Just so happened that I had a great network of people in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, there was a little bit of, we really want you to use the people we know and so on and so forth. So I worked with him for about six months and then through my own, um, growing network of friends and associates in Australia was able to um, uh, partner up with um, a a licensed real estate agent in Victoria. And I had a license as a salesperson and we formed America Property Source, which uh, immediately uh, began selling 
um, single family home opportunities to Australian investors. And the way I always phrase it was we were really enabling foreign investors to safely purchase uh, U.S. income producing property to multiply their cash flow. And um, that that really is, in a nutshell, as quickly as I can tell the story about how I began working with investors. Um, and at the same time, I was starting a new business in a new country and learning a different culture. But um, when you need to get the phone to ring, you focus on that. And when you need to make sure that your clients are happy and every, every T is crossed, I is dotted, you focus on that. And you're now back in the United States uh, developing a different business size for American uh, property source, right? Correct. Uh, uh, a, a development opportunity in our family business back in Cleveland uh, came about, and that put the wheels in motion in 2015 uh, for my family to to start thinking about um, moving back to back to Cleveland. And uh, so, right now, I'm I'm working with the landmark companies um, on the business, and and we own and manage and develop um, uh, historic. Class A apartments in downtown Cleveland and Indianapolis, and we're working on some new ground-up construction. And then I guess the third thing is that um, I just became a licensed salesperson uh, in the state of Ohio, so I will be able to start working with investors again, which is something that that I really enjoy doing. I I enjoy um, teaching people how to invest in real estate um, the correct way, and there's just it's such a great way, as you know, to to put your money to work for you. And if done correctly, if you recruit the right team and you do it correctly, um, you really are able to eliminate a lot of risks. You can never eliminate all the risks, but you can mitigate your risk by, um, by building your team first and then focusing on, on the acquisition second. And that's what I like about your philosophical approach to real estate investing, John, too. Uh, besides that, you bring a little bit of the sports element. Um, thank you so much for your copy of the book, too. It's awesome. Real estate is a team sport. The nine players you need to profit. Just listening to your story, people uh, is a very a big, important part of this puzzle and relationships, and then also building your net network and then your team. Can you speak about some of the lessons that you've learned of how to recruit a team of A-team players and some of the key members of this team? Uh, I can speak from personal experience. You know, it you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find the princess, but you've done it really, really well and have developed a power team of A-players that not only supports you here in the U.S., but have helped you in different uh, markets uh, around the globe. Yeah, absolutely. I can elaborate a little bit. And I suppose the book, the, the concept for the book came that, that as the business in Australia was growing America Property Source, um, I, we were getting a lot of phone calls. That's something that you want when you're running a new business. Um, and, and we weren't able to accommodate everybody. Uh, there was just a capital requirement. And not everybody had it. But there was one lady in particular that uh, I, I, she was the image of the person that I had in mind when I wrote the book because they, that this particular individual wanted to put all their eggs in one basket. They wanted to borrow money from friends and family to buy one single family home on the other side of the planet. And just to give reference to um, all of your listeners who are unfamiliar with the Australian real estate market, it's one of the most, the capital cities in Australia, Melbourne, Sydney, uh, for example, are some of the most expensive real estate markets in the world, uh, right on par with San Francisco and New York City. So um, here you had an investor uh, who wanted to be a part of real estate, was looking at the United States, but didn't have the relevant experience. So I wanted to give her a roadmap. I didn't have the time to work with her one-on-one, but I wanted to give her a roadmap to be successful in her own market first. So um, I digress a little bit. I apologize. So the book is really about, um, I've identified nine people that, that are important for you to be successful on going in real estate. And um, I think it all, all, all starts with a good foundation in how business runs and understanding that investing in real estate, even if you own one Airbnb or one, even if you're renting out a room in your house as an Airbnb, for example, that is a business. You have to treat it like a business. And the person that's going to help you do that best um, is your accountant. Make sense? Absolutely. I mean, you're a numbers-driven guy, so I mean, you've got to have accountability. Accountant, think accountability. Do you want me to run through 
all, yeah. the, all the players. Quickly. Yeah, and I like I like the order that you started with that because just from personal experience, that's the person you want to put right at the top. So that's a great place to start. Let's run down the the list of some of these other key members. Right, and so there's a there's a simple test that I apply to, and and so so two things. The, this system of building your team applies to uh, small business, but we're talking about real estate. Definitely applies to real estate. No matter what level of the game you're playing, and in my opinion, no matter what part of the world you're in, because this is how I I went into development and other other um, opportunities in Australia by focusing on the team, recruiting the team first. So uh, my simple test is: Would I be able to? I'm, I'm looking for people that are way smarter than me. That's that's number one. Like really skilled in 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 their their um, professional area related to real estate investing. Uh, but I also want to be able to uh, go out to dinner with them. If you're in Australia, you might be invited to the horse races. If you're uh, in America, you might want to be able to fly from uh, New York to LA and, and sit next to this person on a plane and not want to pull your hair out. Like, so, I mean, you, there's, there's got to be some type of personality. You, you want to be able to gel with that person. That's just my personal opinion. Some people may disagree, but I, I like to have some common ground with, with the professionals I'm going to spend my time and energy and money with. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And uh, to your point, this is a team, this is your business, and culture plays an enormous part in it. So building a culture, camaraderie, of course, you want the best people on the bus for the bus to go someplace special, but you do want to uh, establish some sort of a culture as well in your team. Yeah, exactly. So for all your listeners that are tuning in and listening to the cash flow ninja while you're driving like I do, please don't uh, take this next player the wrong way and lose focus and and cause an accident. But um, unfortunately, especially here in America, you're going to need a lawyer on your team. And um, a lot of people, I was just having a conversation earlier today, we we're talking about attorneys and in, in, in real estate. Look, folks, uh, you, you really need to find someone who, um, if you're, if you're look o- to look over documents, you might be putting your signature to, and, and especially, um, if you're going to be held liable for that signature. And on the other side, when you go to, um, to sell an asset, you, you may wa- not want to be using, uh, specific form documents. You might want to have something custom, customized to your particular asset. And, and in commercial real estate, when you start talking about, um, multifamily units and any commercial asset, you're going to be working with contracts that your lawyers draft and for the other, uh, for the buyer's um, attorneys to to review and, and come back to with. So um, it's important to know that, that lawyers uh, on your real estate team are there to protect you. And um, generally, uh, your accountant is the best person to ask for uh, which lawyer they would be working with because I've, I have found uh, and and please let me know if this isn't true that um, just about every good accountant who focuses on real estate knows a great lawyer that also has the relevant experience in real estate. So um, if you start with player number one, the accountant, you will find player number two. And if those two get along and you get along with number one, it, it should it should just be a perfect way to um, you know kick off your business the right way. It doesn't mean you have to go out and spend a fortune. You, uh, you know, on, on lawyers, but you want to build a relationship because, um, I've learned through experience that they're, they're, they're an invaluable person to have on your team and, and to give you some advice and draft documents to protect you. Absolutely. Uh, we live in a very litigious society. This is a very, very key member of your team. Uh, this is part of your CYA strategy as well today. I believe it was, was Robert Kiyosaki that said, uh, too, you know, in, in these times today and where things are headed with the economy, uh, just, you know, the, the, the just growing gap between, uh, the rich folks and then the poor folks. If you don't think that you're going to get sued at some stage in your career, if you're looking to create and build wealth, you're an idiot. That's coming from, from, from Robert K. Saki. So definitely, definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, clearly. I mean, I, I, for those fans of Elon Musk, they, they've read the quote somewhere online on some type of social media graphic. I mean, he's getting sued by somebody new just about every hour. 
So he keeps a team of lawyers employed. But, um, you know, moving right along, there is, uh, without a doubt, there's going to become a point in every real estate investor's career in building their portfolio where they're going to need access to money uh, that, that is not their own. Uh, whether it's from a bank or whether it's privately, you are going to need contacts in the financial services world and, and you're going to want to build a relationship with um, brokers, you know, uh, whether that's at the local bank. Um, in Australia, it, from my experience, it definitely wasn't uh, for the type of development work we were doing. I had to go out and find specific finance um, lenders that, that were interested in the deals that I was doing. So, um, yeah, finding a source of funds is important. And, and once again, you know, there, there's a whole, um, there, there, there's some things that you want to know about that. So it, it's important to understand that um, a, a good relationship and building a good relationship with the source of funds, whether it's private money or traditional funds is going to help you out a lot. Um, and then in, in every real estate transaction uh, tr- where titles going to transfer, you're going to want to have a, in, in America, it's a title agent. Um, well, at least up in Ohio and, and over in PA, you get into some Southern states, they th- do it a little bit differently where you're going to use a, um, a real estate uh, land lawyer. Um, in Australia, they were called a conveyancer. So, I mean, you're going to want to make sure that the people uh, who are looking after the title that you're about to spend money on um, are, are thorough in, in doing that in, a, in an appropriate manner. Does that make sense? I think sometimes that's that's a devil in the details, MC, yeah. where um, it, the culture in Ohio is is the buyer has the generally has the right to appoint the title company. And so if you're buying uh, here in Ohio, you're going to want to um, appoint a title company with a good reputation. And, and there's a lot of them out there. And just like any industry, uh, you want to be working with the people that have the knowledge and experience and the re- referral chain um, that, that are at the top of their industry. The next player we're talking about is is just your insurance agent. And again, I'm I'm sure that you will echo that not all insurance brokers, you know, are are appropriate for every if you have someone who who who's great with luxury cars, that doesn't mean that they're the right insurance agent for luxury real estate. Right. right? Absolutely. So, I mean, that's just a, a quick and easy one, but more details once you start meeting people. And, and another Another topic that I, I cover in the book is the rule of three. Um, while you're getting referrals from, maybe you're getting a referral from someone in your family, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the right fit for you. So even if you know who you're going to be speaking to, a couple of good things to get good at are evaluating other op- options in the market and, um, and, and hear the point of difference that other businesses offer their clients because that, that's what I look for. Um, you know, I, I don't shop for price anymore. I suppose I, I shop for a point of difference in, in experience is, is what's important to me. So, you know, uh, $50 on an insurance quote isn't, or, you know, $100 or whatever it might be relative to the price of the asset. It's really about the person's experience and, and knowledge about the asset class I'm looking at. So. There's a huge difference between price, cost, and value. And some people just don't understand that. And it's going to come back to bite you time and time again, because there's a price that you pay for something. Uh, there's a true cost of a specific uh, service. And then there's a value um, that that's provided and the overall experience. So it's very important to look at the, the, the picture uh, as a whole, uh, looking at all three of these components as well. Um, and then from a business standpoint, you know, I always try to partner with people that are focused on, on getting certain outcomes and solving, my, solving my problems. It's just not about the products and services. It's about finding someone that's aligned with what you're trying to do and helping you get the outcome that you want or get the the problem solved or the challenges that are in front of you. So extremely important point you just made. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, I, you, you want, everybody's after value. So, I mean, that should be your leading, you know, that's always what's in the back of my mind. Um, people who are shopping for price, whether you own a business and service, and you've been doing it long enough or, or you're new to a business or you're, it's your first job and, and you'll, and you'll meet the people out there in the world that just shop by price. 
probably not who you want to be your client. And, and it's just a, something to be conscious of when you're asking good questions and getting good answers, you should be able to, um, you, you know, make an assessment and, and, and be ready to pay more for a product or service that's going to benefit you based on the value. So I love the way you summarized it. I'm just echoing that in, in real estate, I would say the, one of the most important person or persons or business that uh, you are going to have to build a good relationship with is, is a property management company. If you're not in a position to self-manage property and there will come a time when I, I encourage people who are starting out to do this, but there will come a time when um, it's just not a part of your business model and it's very time intensive and the personality of a good property manager is not my personality. So you, you've got to, they're a very special person. And I say that in a very um, applauding way that they just have a personality that I don't and, and they know how to solve people problems and they're good at it and they get fired up when they get out of bed to go out in the world and manage property. So you want that person on your team and, um, and, and they're going to really be you. They will be stepping into your shoes and uh, working directly with your tenants and collecting your money and looking after the cost of repairs in your property. So um, it's, it's, a, it's an important component to the overall success of your, of your portfolio and, and the cash flow associated with every door you own. You're listening to John Carney on the Cashflow Ninja Podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja Podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. You're listening to John Carney on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. That is the secret sauce right there. And I would just echo it and say, we just talked about price, cost and value. Overpay your property manager. That person is the key cog uh, in this operation and will make or break an investment. So, if you're listening to this, this that's definitely not a, a position on your team that you're shopping for price right there. Uh, there are some really, really good property managers out there that truly can, uh, just the knowledge that they possess, um, they Property managers know other property managers in buildings uh, all across and, and other properties. They know what property owners are, are, are unhappy. Uh, they know fair market rents. I mean, these guys do uh, analysis on markets constantly to stay ahead of it because the main driver for them is to increase the value for of the asset for their owners. Um of the building. So they're looking and studying constantly where, where's the point of value add in the building? Uh, where are the rents at for, fair market rent? Is there some wiggle room? Uh, and, 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 and know the operations inside out. They can make uh, changes, workflow in operations of a property that could save property owners thousands of dollars. So yeah, that's, I mean, I can go on and on about property management. It's super, super important. So definitely not a, an area that you want to skip uh, or just, uh, uh, yeah, just rush, rush into something. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you are looking at this with an end goal, um, if you're younger and you don't have a family yet and you want to be spending more time, um, whether it's on the beach surfing or on the mountain skiing, um, the property manager will allow you to do that. Um, if you want to spend more time with your children and, and you're saving money for school, they are, they are the people that allow you to work on your business rather than in your real estate business. And, and um, the just, I can't echo how important I, I, I stress how important this individual is. Every market has a great property manager and um, the larger you grow your business, um, probably the better rate you're going to get. That's just, um, that's just, you know, general economics of, of business. So, 
um, find that person and, and have it in your mind that you're going to scale up this business and um, you guys will be working hand in hand and you'll both be successful. So, um, you know, believe it or not, the next, the next player is where most people start. And um, I just want to stress that's not the right starting point, especially if, if you're new to a market or if you're new to a, um, if you're new to this business, because um, you almost sometimes if you're in the U S and you're, you're going out of market for whatever reason, opportunity, um, you know, uh, in, in cost reasons, you have to start with a new team and a new market. So that's the real estate agent. Um, once you've identified what, what asset class you're looking for, um, you need to find a few real estate agents that represent that asset class and work with real estate investors. Um, selling single family homes, um, that there are a lot of amazing real estate agents that make dreams happen every day. But when it comes to finding, um, you know, uh, 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 an asset that meets your expectations and your cap rate, uh, that that's a skill. And, and that is um, a skill that in a lot of these folks that, that I know, they aren't necessarily advertising that skill. They're, they're plenty busy with their investor list. And um, you, you're going to want to go out there and convince them to invest some time and energy into finding something for you. Absolutely. I, I don't know if you've, that, that's just, the more I stay in this business, the more, the more I see that um, the people that are really good, they, they also are, are in business for a, a bit of a good lifestyle and, and they want to make sure their clients are, are serious and, and are going to perform. So um, they are important, but also know that, that uh, there's quite a few out there that can, that can help find a product for you. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so I, I almost want to defer to, uh, I want a lot of feedback from UMC on this, on, on this next player. Um, I, I have them, they're high, highly is important. They could be number one, but we have them in at number eight and that's the, the mentor, uh, because I would have done much better early on had I gone out and, um, and, and built my team with a mentor in place right from the start. I learned that lesson in Indonesia and uh, applied it before I got started in Australia. And, and the results are so far at the opposite end of the spectrum. Having someone that I could talk to that had been there and done what I wanted to do, um, you know, starting out on, on a small level and then growing his business to a large level, um, you know, that, that really helped me be successful. Absolutely. I mean, I've spoken about how I fell into a situation where I sort of, I, I had a mentor. I didn't look for it. I wasn't smart enough to figure it out that that was what I was supposed to do. And it definitely uh, cut down my learning curve a lot. And it's something that I continue to do. You know, uh, it's always uh, uh, good to try and find people that you want to be like when you grow up. So I constantly look for them. Uh, and, uh, if I want to take my business or my podcast or regardless of what project I'm in, I always reach out to someone that's already done it, uh, successfully. Um, and I've put it together to, to help guide me, um, and doing it. So couldn't agree with you more. So, so important. Mentors are everywhere today. They're online. Uh, they are in meetups. They're in your local real estate meetup groups. Um, there's so many places to find them. We've covered some of, some of it on, on the show. So I, you know, there's no excuse not to find someone out there, uh, that's looking to network or share what they know. That's one thing that I've learned from successful people too. And I continue to see it regardless of their level of success. They always want to give back and always want to share what they know with other people that they see have potential and are hungry to achieve uh, what they've achieved. Yeah, absolutely. It, it gets played forward um, or, or paid back, however you want to look at it. But I mean, uh, that's just it. I mean, you, you, you if you find someone that's in a position to help you out, um, you know, my, my additional advice is you have to ask for the help. And, um, and then if that, if that permission's granted, uh, be ready to work to, um, you know, over deliver your, your side of the, the deal, right? I mean, always be looking out for, in my recent case, especially in Australia, uh, my mentor was a partner who was investing along with me. I mean, his money was sacred money to me. That, that was right. the most important thing in the world 
was don't lose money, but don't lose his money. And, um, that provided the appropriate motivation for me to make sure that we were successful. But, um, not that I'm not self-driven, but I mean, that was, um, that was an extra, that was an extra, um, well, I don't even know. It wasn't a weight, but it was, it was just, I knew that, 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 uh, I had to be really careful in how I analyze, analyze my analysis of deals and, and the, um, the, the various people that you need to hire, uh, to perform, uh, good work when you're doing subdivisions and new construction. So, um, yep. Mentors are awesome. And, you know, just know that you're asking for something, be, be able to give something else in return. And then for any business in the world, especially in the real estate business, um, the, the ninth player is really could be a lot of people, but partners and partnerships. So, um, on a big corporate level that we see all the time, look at uh, how McDonald's and Disney work together, right? All the movies, all the toys and, and, and all the happy meals. Um, you know, so that, that's just an example that, that we, we all know and recognize. Um, so who are you going to partner with? Um, hopefully like-minded people um, when you're getting ready in real estate, people that understand the risks and have the same passion uh, for real estate investing, but it also helps to have some people on your team, your partnership team, your internal team that have different skill sets that you don't have so that you can, um, you can really leverage off each other, uh, bounce ideas off each other and, and be successful together. Absolutely. And uh, as you mentioned too, uh, you have to grow into a, uh, the person that you are to attract the right type of partners as well and make sure they're on the same page on the same journey uh, and have similar goals and they're compatible with where you want to go as well. A good rule of thumb, for instance, if someone is looking to partner with you, if you're listening to this podcast and they haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or they're not doing anything to invest in themselves, that's probably right there a red flag right away. Um, so yeah. So People that are on the same path as you are, uh, that's looking to, to that have similar goals. So, and that's the same with advisors as well. All the other members of your team, you'd like people uh, that that are aligned with what you're trying to do, and again, help you achieve the outcomes or solve the challenges and problems that you have. Yeah, great, great advice. And I mean, you, you've mentioned rich dad, poor dad, a few times on this podcast, and rightfully so, because that was the book that uh, changed, changed the way I looked at a lot of things in, in especially in business and in real estate. But, um, you, you know, it's like a, it, everybody that I, I speak with, I'm 42. I, I read that book over a decade ago. Um, it was referred to me by a friend. And I mean, it's just, it comes up in conversation because it, if you haven't read it, buy it. Um, if you have read it, I, I keep mine at my office with my notes in it. So that if I ever have a question, uh, I can pick it up and, and look for the reference. But I mean, yeah, that's just it. Um, listening to podcasts like, like the Cashflow Ninja and, um, reading books is, is probably the best way to, uh, to leverage your time and effort to, um, play the game better, right? We all want to play the game as, as, as well as we can. And, um, you need coaches, uh, and people to help you out along the way. Absolutely. Now, John, you've talked about the cash flow multiplier, and I couldn't let this question slide with you being on the cash flow ninja. You've got a five step method uh, for real estate investing. Can you share that with my listeners? The cash flow multiplier is basically a five step method, and, and it's an infographic that, that I put together to, to really, if I was working with a new investor um, on, for my business, America Property Source, and, and we were looking to put their money, into um, the United States, we, we, step one, discover, like, like you need to go out and do some research on your own and, um, and discover exactly uh, what it is that, that you want to help me laser focus in on the right opportunity for you. And um, that's allowing me at least to understand that you, you take um, our professional relationships seriously and, and you're, and you're doing some research. I do not ever want people to take what I say, uh, verbatim with it, question it, you know, um, keep me on my toes. But, um, part of the discovery process is also, uh, for me to learn what your, your goals are. So it really is the first step before we can do anything together. If you're approaching me to, to find you, 
um, uh, a piece of real estate to buy and invest in. Um, that that's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to discover uh, the area, uh, the asset class, uh, what your expectations are, and and what what is this? What's the end goal for this? You know, uh, timeline. Is this a retirement fund? Is this for the children to go to college? You know, what's your risk tolerance? All these things. So that's step one, uh, cash flow multiplier. Then step number two is is team. You've got to build your team. Um, and we just went through it extensively uh, on this podcast, and you can always um, pick up the book. But uh, whatever your team looks like, um, if, if you're going into a new market or a new country, or you're just not seeing the performance and growth out of your current team, reevaluate the team, test them, measure them, evaluate them, and make sure that um, you know some people get, some people retire, some people pivot. Um, but you want to make sure that that you have everybody firing in sync with you. So uh, step one, discover. Step number two, the team. And step number three uh, is is to source the deal, right? So um, in the cash flow multiplier that's going out, um, you know, uh, finding an agent or doing it yourself, finding the property uh, that, that is going to uh, meet your expectations uh, that fits into your parameters. If you're a fix and flip person, um, as you learn that business, or if you're very experienced with that, you know what, what you're looking for. You know how to source those deals. Um, if you're looking to get into to multifamily units, it's finding, it's finding the people that have the, the product that you want. So that's pretty straightforward is sourcing. And then, uh, number four is, uh, you're going to purchase the property. And my number four is measure, right? And, and you're constantly measuring, uh, the performance of of each asset in your portfolio as a whole, right? So that uh, when you get into to larger portfolios and you have a budget, you know you you go through these exercises with your accountants and your consultants so that you you have measures in place year after year uh, to see to see growth, right? Like my um, you know, like my the way I put it when I've when I've spoken to people in public is I have a nice slide that says if you're not growing, you're slowing. That's just my approach to business. Investing in real estate's a business, and you have to measure um, measure the numbers. And and step number five is is grow, right? So you, you're just going to repeat from from step number one. Um, you know the cycle will repeat itself. Uh, you you positive cash flow is the name of the game, right? So generally. Uh, the experience I've had in, 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 in the beginning with a lot of our investors uh, when we just started America Property Source is, is you need to have multiple properties, generally five. You want to, you want to look at that as your first real target. If you're looking at single family homes or, um, you know, a couple duplexes, you want to have multiple doors in play because people will move out. Mr. Murphy is always around. And, um, you just don't know. So you, you're really, you're really, um, want to have occupants paying down your mortgage and, and building up that pool of maintenance reserves and, and that rainy day fund. And, and what we're all in this business for is the cash flow. So, um, you know, that's the growth component. So just to repeat it quickly, and, um, you, you've got the discovery, you've got your team, you've got sourcing, um, each deal and then measuring those deals. Um, sometimes you get something that just doesn't turn out the way you expect it to on paper. And so you got to make a decision. Are you going to put more money into it? Um, or are you going to let it go and keep moving? You know, that's all part of experience. And if you buy a hundred single family homes, you're going to have a couple of those. That's just, uh, sorry for the bad news. And then, uh, growth, right? So, um, always, always be focused on number five, which is, which is increasing your cash flow. Now, John, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. Uh, what are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? Right now, I'm, uh, what, what am I studying? I'm reading some books that have come out, uh, that, that are military, uh, you know, uh, from, from the special operations, uh, part of our military. And um, in every one of those books, while they're a little bit different, every soldier has a different story to tell. Um, mindset in, is a big part of that. So um, I, I don't know that I'm studying it, but those are some books that I, I that seem to be in my rotation more so than others. 
and, um, and really just how do I become more efficient with my time, time management. So, um, efficiency and, and, um, and, uh, mindset are a few things that I'm working on. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, staying on mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Okay, well, this is very relevant because uh, I have a four-year-old and and uh, he's he's fully engaged in the world around him. So, I mean, one thing that I was taught from my grandparents and, and my grandmothers was the value of hard work, right? And um, I I just believe that that hard work. I I don't know how it's taught. I'm not I'm not the person that can teach you how to work hard. But um, the biggest component of being successful is to not quit. Like I mean, you've just got to develop. Uh, somehow you've got to go through some good times and some bad times. Uh, we're talking about business or in life and, um, and just keep going, you know, I mean, keep your eye focused on where it is you're going and be, be willing to outwork the people around you. So I, I, I think hard work is something that's, um, right at the top of my value chain and something that we're, we're working on instilling in our children. Uh, so that would be number one, work hard. Uh, number two is, um, is, is understand that, um, pain is temporary, I suppose, uh, whatever, whatever circumstance, uh, you're going through right now. I mean, there's all sorts of analogies that they have, right? I mean, every storm will pass. So if you're in the middle of a storm, take a deep breath, it's going to pass. What might seem like a drama today will not seem like a drama in 10 years. I mean, that's, that's part of the mindset, and that's something that I, I've been working on for the last three or four years that I, I didn't always have that. But now that um, I understand it, it it's something that I, I feel is important for being successful. And, um, and, some, and, and number three, um, you know, is what we talked about earlier. Like, be, be a helping hand for other people. And um, something that I, 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 you know, a bit of wisdom, stoic advice that um, – that I, I recently learned that I immediately try to apply is um, not everyone is having a good day, right? And, or, or not everyone looks at um, a success or a failure in the same way you do. So just be trying to be conscious of not throwing, um, you know, obstacles in people's way unnecessarily. Does that make sense? Um, so yeah, hard work, um, you know, and, and not quitting, um, you know, being, being kind and generous to other people, you know, those are the big components for me. Awesome. John, how can my listeners learn more about you, your podcast, your company, and stay involved with all the projects that you're involved with? Uh, thanks for asking MC. Well, the real estate is a team sport. My book is available on Amazon, uh, so you can look it up there. Um, and then if you visit my website, which is johncarneyonline.com, and you you sign up um, and the opt in. I'm I'm slowly but surely getting the site up to functioning the way I want, and and we will be able to distribute the soft copy of that at some point um, for free to to our subscribers. And then um, in an effort to um, uh, help investors in the real estate game uh, play the game a little bit better, uh, I've I have a podcast out that's called the Real Estate Locker Room Show. And if you tune into that on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and uh, you can you can tune in. That's a weekly podcast where we've got amazing guests, just like yourself, MC, uh, that really bring a different uh, perspective. Everyone has brought a different perspective. And what I like about hosting a podcast is everybody has a different way of looking at real estate. It's a real estate-specific po- podcast, and um, you know I'm I'm learning something valuable every week and, um, and building a network of great people, uh, from all over the world that, that are just on tap to help, help, help whoever out really, uh, because they enjoy what they do. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Uh, this has been a blast connecting and having you on. All right. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for inviting me, MC. I hope that uh, there's some takeaways that your listeners can apply to add value to their real estate investing business. And, um, 
you know, have, have fun, work hard, play hard, profit hard. Thank you for joining my guest, John Carney, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with your family, friends, and your network. Thank you so much for spending your most valuable asset with me, your time. And if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better at the Cashflow Ninja, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter or on our mailing list, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. Smart investors know that the banks actually don't own most automatic teller machines. In fact, the opportunity for private investment provides stellar passive returns, figures in the double digits, with the added bonus that most of the income is tax-free. Who wants to walk blindly past an ATM and not cash in on that opportunity? ATM machine ownership brings you a steady stream of hands-off passive income. Dave Zook and the Real Asset Investor team have been providing opportunities for investors in this uptrending activity of ATM use. If you're an accredited investor and would like more information on how you can invest in this exclusive asset class that very few investors will ever have access to, you can sign up for your free webinar on how to create income streams from ATMs at cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you want to create an income stream of 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRA within 90 days in real estate without finding the property, fixing it up, finding a tenant, and other management headaches, you have to watch the private lending presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.